You notice who he gave the mic to? It wasn't this guy, it wasn't Josh. No, sir, it was my wife. And I'm glad she's here today. I have her here to tell me how to do what I'm supposed to do this morning. <laughs> but it is good to be here. I tell you what, Josh was talking about how long um, we've been connected with the church. Um, long enough to where before you got up to introduce us, um, I had to map out in my mind, my back's killing me. When am I going to bend over to pick up my water bottle and my iPad off the floor? So I'm at that age. Anybody feeling that yet in your 40s? Like you get from massive, massive difference. But nonetheless, we're here. and We're super glad to be here. And we are Bob and Tessiator. And we are the founders of SDC Guatemala, Suffer the Children. Thank you, sir. But uh, SDC Guatemala has been around for a little while. And I'm going to try today, my main goal today uh, with you is to, um, yes, I want to explain what we do. And I know a lot of you all, I need to, I feel like I'm, sir, you're important. Yes, sir. So I, I feel like I'm not opening up to you. I want to open up to both sides of the floor. <laughs> I just, I said, Anyway, um, we just want to be able to show you guys exactly what we do, where we're going, and how we can partner together. And uh, I'm going to get into a little bit of the local church and the missionary relationship. And a lot of this is, it's not new to us, but kind of corporately uh, it is as a ministry as far as really, and we're super excited, by the way, to really get much deeper connected with West Hill. We felt like it's I mean, ever since the first year you all come, uh, Zach brought the group down, and from there, just the Lord, you know, I, I met Jen Joy, and it's amazing that I came back, you know, or after I met Jen Joy, you know. <laughs> Jen Joy showed up, and I looked at Tessa, and I was like, I do not, this is the truth, by the way, Jen Joy, I don't know if I told you, I probably didn't. I was like, that lady, what's her name, the, the talks a lot, yeah, that lady, I just don't know. With the pink hair, he said. With the pink hair. <laughs> The lady with the pink, what type of church, you know. I have never called a church and asked to have my support rescinded, but I was, no, I'm just kidding. But it's been exciting, and it feels like family to us, and it's always, I told, and I'm not saying this just because of the position we're in, we're here today. I've said this, uh, I think, here before, you know, some places we go, and we're like, if I lived in that town, I mean, I love you guys, and we're grateful for partnership, but I don't know if I could go there all the time you know and man but you are the type of folks who are like yeah we could definitely do ministry here together and we're excited to be able to do it and to do it on a deeper level with you so I don't want to take a ton of your time today I'm going to try to click through did that work this is us Tess didn't know I was going to show this picture this is how old we are in the ministry um, this was 2009 I'm wanting to say hon this is why one of my little, oh, look at that. You can see me back there. This boy right here is our baby Ashton. If you remember him, he's now a sophomore in college and playing basketball there in Winston-Salem. And then this is our oldest daughter, Alyssa. She is now 25. She has twin boys who just turned a year old. We're grandparents, by the way, and loving it. And so she is living in Greenville, South Carolina. And then here we have Allison Taylor Yater, and that's our girl that's living with us in Guatemala with her husband, Payton, and working with STC. I'm going to show you now the crown jewel and let Tessa maybe talk about oh, well. these kids. Yeah, so our oldest daughter, Alyssa, has twin boys, uh, August and Asa, and um, they just turned one uh, August 
The 14th. 14th. Mm -hmm. And then what he didn't mention when he mentioned our middle daughter, Allison, is she also has a little girl who's in the picture that I'm holding, and she named her daughter after my husband, and her name is Bobby Jane, and she is almost three months old. So, you know, they say um, when you're younger, you, you know, your new parents, your grand, the, your parents say, you know, being a grandparent's the greatest thing on, on the world. It's better than having kids. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think so. It truly is. We love being grandparents. <laughs> we do love our grandkids more than our children, officially. So we are to that point. We tell them, you can leave the grandkids. Our daughters can go home. They get on mm -hmm. our nerves like crazy. Um, but yeah, so we love being grandparents. And we are blessed to have <laughs> our, our middle daughter, Allison, and her husband and our granddaughter, Minister, with us in Guatemala. So, How, I, I feel like I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. I got to veer off point for just a minute. How many grandparents do we have here today that's in your 50s or 40s and you're a grandparent? It's different, right? Like when we had kids, now I know why grandparents are like, you know, we did it this way and, you know, we didn't have cameras on the kids, right? And the little, I was, I smoked cigarettes when I was four. No, I didn't do that, by the way. But I mean, practically, I'm from West Virginia, right? You know, so, I mean, <laughs> but we're trying to adjust to that has been a little, it's been fantastic, but it has been a little, when they do say you get to send the grandkids home, it's a great, it is a great feeling, isn't it? To be able to be like, and now you must go, you know. Uh, we're to the point now, I talked some, I heard a, a, a couple had been married and their, their, their kids were in 15, 14, and it's gonna be so hard on mama when they first leave. And I'm like, yeah, give it a couple years and then it's gonna be great, you know. <laughs> You'd be like, you go back home. and See, we're being real today, so I don't know how long this partnership's gonna last. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's just who we are. But that's us and that's our family, but STC, uh, is much more than that and we have a fantastic group of people the ministry has grown a lot since we first got connected with West Hill and so we believe in team we believe in working together as one and we believe utilizing everybody's talents to the best of their ability we believe in pushing the nationals to the forefront of our ministry. Um, we're at the point now where we have to go out a lot and speak and the fundraising portion. It's just a very, Guatemala, as you all know, is a very intense place to, to work and to live and to minister. And there is so much um, that happens from just the being impoverished and the abuses and all that. But nonetheless, we try to put everybody in the forefront. We're excited today to have with us. Actually, you can see Eric and Michelle. I'm gonna embarrass my brother-in-law right there whoa oh, Eric right there that's Eric and Michelle and they're here with us whenever you're done today um, I don't know who I was going to be with us uh, after the service but they're going to be in the back too Michelle does all of our sponsorship coordinating and she does our finances and she does be braver stuff and mails a letter and takes bad phone calls from angry people sometimes but we couldn't do what we do without her so thank you so much for, Michelle I can't tell you enough uh, how thankful we are for you. But then we also have Allison Payton with us. Um, as it was, we said, Allison runs something called GAPA, which is uh, Guatemala Academy of the Performing Arts. Um, her college degree is in marketing and theater, and she wanted to be able to use that. It is a very difficult place to reach people, and she has already been able to reach a number of people by running and doing professional theater uh, in Guatemala. And then there below, you see all of our Guatemalan staff um, and to know them, you're just going to have to come on a missions trip. 
all right? Who wants to come to Guatemala that hasn't been to Guatemala? Could you raise your hand? Thank you, sir. <laughs> one guy, and it's a job, one guy in the whole church. Who wants to come to Guatemala if you've not been to Guatemala? You can lie. Thank you. I feel so much better now. It's more than two people. Um, but we do want, I'm just joking, by the way. Um, we do want you to get to know our team and, um, you can go, and I'm going to give you a chance to connect to the website and to meet all. But God's just put fantastic uh, nationals because um, they do get a salary from STC, but it's also a ministry. Um, generally, anybody that's worth their salt at anything, and, and especially ministry, um, you're vastly underpaid in, in the things and the hours that you have to keep. And it's the same with these fellows here um, that you see, and with, with Cesar and Elio and Danny. And, and, and Wilbur, you know, we're just really blessed and throwing Eric and Michelle on top. So you'll get to meet them a little bit more, hopefully when it comes to maybe activities, doing things together as far as a ministry and church, um, you'll get to meet especially Eric and Michelle and see them a lot more too. So that is the STC team. And I flip? I'm sorry, hon. All right, right there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm looking at my screen and it's not connected to anything, so I keep getting confused. Um, just to give you a little rundown of where we've been uh, in life, in ministry, in 2008, we were in San Jose, Costa Rica. That's where we learned that we didn't know Spanish. <laughs> we spent a year in language school and we got done and we we're like, wow, what was that for? Um, it was really a foundational thing we learned uh, through that, but we went from there straight into the Yucatan of Mexico where the picture was taken of the family that you see or saw on the screen earlier, and we planted a church there, a community Baptist church uh, in the city of Cauquel in Merida, Yucatan, Mexico. And then around 2013, um, you know, my dad had passed away, and we didn't know for sure what God wanted, and, you know, we thought, well, maybe do we come back to the United States, and we didn't feel any peace about that. And then God started speaking to Tessa and I together about mission, or excuse me, about Guatemala, and about, we had no idea what he had for us, by the way, and let this be an encouragement to you that God leads you tons of times, more times than not, to places you have no idea where you're going and how it's going to happen, and that's exactly what he's done with us, and he opened the door to Guatemala, and we didn't know exactly what he had, but uh, it's been fantastic, it's been a great ride, and we've been there 2014 to present, and we don't have any plans to stop. Um, actually, we tell the story now, um, but a couple years ago we were, you can kind of say, you know, what it's, what it's like as far as missions is concerned, and when you see, and I'm sorry, hun, but I just want to preface it by saying, when you see, like, missionaries, like, I don't want to say as casually come and go and, and leave the field and things like that, a lot of it is, is mindset uh, and, and thinking you have finite time in missions, and so we were at that point a couple years ago. Yeah, so, you know, Bob and I kind of talked and prayed a lot, especially when we got to Guatemala and said, okay, God, we're going to give you, like, 10 years. We probably said that in Mexico, 10 good years, right? We felt like that was, like, more than our reasonable service, you know, to move your family. Like marriage, right? <laughs> 10 good years. Move your and family that's... overseas, you know. We raised all of our kids in another country, and so, and we thought, okay, our, you know, we'll be 40 at that point, our daughter would be 20, you know, we could let Ashton finish in the U.S. and have all the, you know, we always wanted to play football and basketball and all those things. And so that was kind of our mindset, right or wrong. That's what we're like, okay, God, we're going to give you 10 years. Uh, a few years ago, it was kind of past the 10 years, 
And um, without speaking to one another, we both were kind of like, okay, what's next? You know, we've done our 10 years, but there's got to be something in our minds better than this, right? God, you have more things for us. We knew we could be used in our home church. Um, I'm a pastor's daughter. My dad's been at the same church for like 40 years. Um, and when we left to go into missions, we were the children's director at the church. Um, you know, we were part of um, the youth ministry there, all the things, right? And it's a smaller church, so we knew not that we were important or they couldn't go on without us, but we were needed in that ministry. So we thought, you know, you could use us back in the U.S. too. Um, so we separately started praying, and to be honest with you, we even started looking at homes in the U.S. on the internet at night, you know? There's not a lot of... Um, activities a whole lot to do in Guatemala so you know while people here in the U.S. are going to the mall or they're going to the local parks and doing that in Guatemala it gets dark at around six o'clock every night so you're usually in your house and we're usually in bed by 8:30 because there's nothing else to do so at night we'd be searching for homes you know and maybe this is what God has for us honestly not even talking to each other about it or even praying about it and we had another missionary that we were talking to he just kind of in passing said you know about five years into this I thought there's got to be more to this and God has to have me somewhere different you know I could be used in some greater capacity somewhere else and he was like it was like God just said to me no this is where I have you this is this is where you're called to serve and he said that to us and without us even talking about what's been going through our minds we both knew that was God using him to say Bob and Tessa this is what I have for you probably for the rest of your life unless God would move us somewhere STC is always going to be our heart and our ministry and so it was a great confirmation with us we kind of stepped back um, took some time to reevaluate our own hearts, our own prayer life, our own devotional life, and knew that, okay, God, you're, you're wanting to grow this thing, and so we're going to go as far as you'll allow us, and we're going to grow it as big as you'll allow us, and we're going to just enjoy the ride along the way. And so that's kind of where we're at. Um, and people say, you know, well, how, we get this question all the time, how long are you going to be there? How long are you going to do this? And we tell them we're going to do this as long as God allows us. And we'll do it for the rest of our life if he allows us. That's our heart and that's our desire. Yeah, and I think it's a good, uh, this is a good point, I think, to highlight and, and hopefully let you guys know as a church, you know, a massive investment in time and energy and prayer and finance. This is a big deal. And, but we take what we do very seriously. I mean, it, it's a calling, but it's, it's, it's just so much more. It's hard to get bigger than a calling, right? But it's still feels like that to us and that's why we do things in a manner that it wouldn't be perfect and of course we're going to have um, um, struggles if this were to happen but that's why we put so much onus on the nationals where everything is set up to where if something god forbid would happen to to my wife and i and we were taken from this earth for whatever reason that stc would keep going you know and it would just function as a hundred percent national organization it wouldn't even have It'd be like, you know, cutting the parachute cord or whatever. And so that is the way we operate, and that is the end we're always seeking, um, just to let you guys know. So I also wanted you to know uh, where Guatemala is located. And before you say everybody knows where Guatemala is located, I lived in southern Mexico for eight years or whatever, and then my grandpa said, what's the weather like in New Mexico? And it's my grandpa, by the way, right? Eight years out of the U.S. But Guatemala is just located, butts up against southern Mexico and the Yucatan Peninsula where we used to reside and do ministry and of course you can see you have Belize, Honduras, El Salvador all tied in. Guatemala is a 
beautiful country, as you can see. Now, raise your hand. Who wants to come to Guatemala on a mission trip, right? <laughs> now nah, the hands go up. That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, it is called the land of the eternal spring. Um, in the highlands where we're at, um, you're definitely in every bit of the mid-70s, probably 340 days a year. Um, and very fertile, as you can see. It's all um, hand-farmed. Um, I did this, actually, for people that are visiting us. You can see the arrow. Uh, it says you are here. That is where the STC Mission House is located. So you can see the vista or the view that we have of the three different volcanoes. And actually, uh, on this side, this is Fuego, very active volcano. Um, on the other side is where Pachimulín is located, and that's our biggest program and our biggest feeding and Bible center. So it's a very, very beautiful country. But at the same time, the reality in a country like Guatemala is the poverty is just unimaginable. 10% um, of the population, only 10% makes the minimum wage in Guatemala, uh, which would be 350 U.S. a month. Um, and those, most of those people are in the city. So uh, I took a picture of a, a, a home of a little girl. And just because I see it all the time, and we were looking at, um, we're redoing this home and helping this family out, actually, this particular family. But when I looked at this picture, I thought about you guys, not you guys specifically, but when I'm home and how I relate what I see. There's nothing like, one of the reasons, by the way, we do missions trips and want people to come is because your eye does affect your heart in a way that a picture can only do so much for you. But if you can see, they're trying to catch water leaks with blankets. And, and this one is a little bit nicer than a lot of them, to be quite honest with you. And I know Michelle and Eric could attest to that too, and those of you that have been before to Guatemala, but a very difficult place, and it's a very heartbreaking place with the kids, and, um, you know, it's easy for us to get totally, you know, just caught up in that, um, but we had the other day, Hair Bear was 12, 12 years old, and um, he had a stomach issue, and matter of fact, her mom and dad sponsored this boy, and he died because... He didn't have any medicine to any antibiotics or, you know, just very, very basic things uh, can snuff the life out of anybody in, in these countries. But we do our best to try to step in and fill the gap, which gives us an opportunity, therefore, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what our end game is. And since 2014, um, we've worked in various municipalities. I was going to put and give you guys a bunch of names of villages, but I thought you're never going to remember that or be able to pronounce that. I can hardly pronounce them. Um, but in municipalities and small villages, and even what in English, I guess I would term a micro-village, effectively sharing the gospel and love of Christ to literally thousands of Guatemalan children and families. And I know that seems like a lot, um, but it is. It's, you know, it's not shocking for us to have an event and have 600 kids, 700 women and children, um, and some men in there, usually there in the fields working. SDC has provided 5,000 hot meals in the last 12 months, over 300 children in our Build for Life programs, which I'm going to hit on that in just a minute. Additionally, almost a dozen new homes were built for families and countless communities received bulk food relief. We did a lot of that during the pandemic. Um, Guatemala was the same way. It was very you could only go from like one village to the next and then they had to you had to get out and they'd spray you down with i don't know i just have a nervous twitch now i don't know what it was that they sprayed me with but <laughs> we said as long as we can share the gospel you know 
for the love of Jesus, let's go. So we got sprayed down, fumigated, and all that. So it was difficult, very, very difficult, uh, just like it was for the rest of the world. We have a little girl, a special girl uh, named Madi, and I just kind of wanted to give you guys somebody. And we, I mean, we could have talked about so many people today. And I know this is, I was joking with Pastor, this is more like a TED Talk. I wanted it to be more family, you know? And I mean, we're, we're trying to learn together. We're trying to grow together. And, but it's all about the people, right? And that's why we're partnering together. You know, we have that same heart, that same vision. We have the heart of Christ. Little Madi, she, I don't know her birth date, but Madi is, was born sometime during the pandemic or right when it started because we went back after the pandemic. You got to realize these children and, and, and you guys know from being in the village, they had to stay in those little huts where they lived for like seven months. We didn't realize that. Even in the middle, like, how do you not know that? We couldn't get to a lot of villages. Things were, because of martial law went down in a lot of these rural indigenous areas. And so it was kind of weird and sketchy. And, but we were, we were so, had such a big gap of gathering together with the kids and stuff that kids literally died and were born. And, you know, we didn't even know it until we started being regular back with our programs, with our Bible and feeding programs. And little Madi showed up one day has Down syndrome, as you can might be able to tell. We have a, a big heart for um, the the handicapped, whether it's mental, mental or physical. And and Tessa and Eric and their my my sister-in-law Shannon, she's mentally handicapped, and one of the most forgotten people groups within every people group. By the way, I'll just throw that out there. But we are trying to go reach, and God's bringing these rays of sunshine. Like Madi uh, came through, and her sister asked us to visit her house. And this is stuff that we wish you could be there Several for. Several times. <laughs> Several, yeah. We have a lot of children say, come to my house. Will you come and see my house and see how difficult it is, you know? And, and the kids that are persistent, it sometimes takes a year for me to finally get to their house. And we got up to, to little Maddie's house. And um, we were just moved, of course, with compassion. And so we decided to, you know what, we're going to build Maddie and her family a little home. They're going to have a concrete floor, and they're going to have real beds and all those things. But those are the differences that you get to make. I mean, it's very tangible, all the things that we do in Guatemala and all the things that are needed between the food, between the families at home, between the education. So many children um, are not even entering school. That The numbers are outstanding of the children that were lost through what happened with COVID. And they, I mean, the villages, they, a lot of them just a couple months ago finally started some in-person classes. And I'm not being political. I'm just like, you know, things that went down and how it happened. And even today, though, you, know, you have to go up and you have to be forced vaccine for them to even let your kid in an indigenous school in a village. And that's what, and there's a lot of things from the Civil War. It's been very in, difficult uh, time, but the, but, but the work has still went on. It's still grown in spite of all that. And we decided we wanted to do something where, I don't know if it was your idea or was my idea. It's probably yours if it was good, right, Tess? Don't hurt yourself, babe. I think it was her idea. But we wanted to do something where we could streamline getting people connected. And a lot of, the, really, it derived from when it shut down, we had a whole year planned of visitors, and it just, like everybody else, everything just stopped. And we're like, Okay, you know, now what do we do? You know, what, what happens if people can't fly? What happened? And we started realizing how many people never really get to come on a mission trip or go. How can we get people better connected uh, to what we're doing? And so we decided to start 
what we call the Build for Life uh, program. And really, it's still in its, it, it's, in its infancy stages. Um, but it really focuses on a few different areas. Number one, it focuses on the personal and the home life of the child or of the family. Secondly, on the physical life. Um, I think when we, we first went to Guatemala, um, we thought, well, there's too many people to help, and, um, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way. The gospel is the center of everything. It's why we do what we do. It's, it's, that is, that's the main goal, is presenting Christ and sharing him um, with others. But when you're literally faced with people that are starving and their kids dying because of a stomach virus, Man, that's a pretty tough spot to be in and be like, well, okay, well, let us have a church service and we'll come back in four days, you know. Um, it's different, you know, and we've noticed when you show people, and it's not about giving, just reaching out a hand and saying, hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Here's some water. Here's some rice. Here's some, a handful of 200 milligram ibuprofen. Um, that they're like, they actually love me and they care about me. And then we get to share the gospel and then we get to see all those amazing life changes happen. So part of uh, Build for Life is our focus on that physical life. Um, our feeding programs, the kid, we have a vitamin fortified rice that we give the children. And now with, at the New Life Center, we're going to be able to grow our own vegetables. And I'm not a farmer, by the way, but, you know, I don't, maybe we can talk, you know, and you can say, I'm just, I throw it out like Johnny Appleseed, I guess, I don't know, broccoli and snap peas, I don't know. But we're excited to be able to have our own farming for the kids. Um, and of course, also the spiritual. Um, it, if a child goes into the eternity without knowledge of Christ and a full stomach of rice, then everything we've done is in vain. And so our main goal is that, is the presenting of Christ and his saving grace and how um, uh, you can become part of the family of God. And so we do that in our programs. We also do it uh, through our work with local churches. We are launching a new feeding center next Wednesday or the Wednesday after next? In two weeks. Um, so we're connecting with local churches. We're training some pastors. Um, so we just have a lot of going on, and we have a lot of ways for you guys to be connected. Right now, our main thing and Pastor Zach, I saw the old picture that you were talking about when we prayed over this property. After I talked to you last time, I found it. I meant to send it to you. But this has been seven years, son, um, in the making. And Pachamulin is where we have hundreds of children there, and it's a very large village. There's other villages that need reached that are there, and we have open doors, and we've been to them multiple times, but we're just... You know, it's kind of like when you're restructuring things and we're, we, we got to get our foundation shored up a little bit more before we can reach these other villages that are even in more difficult shape than Pachimolin. So the Life Center is going to be where we do our feeding, where we do our Bible, where now we are seriously considering education um, as far as starting like a middle school. Most of the kids don't, but if they can get through middle school, uh, that the doors for their family's futures open up just tremendously. And I, and I my, my wife is into education and her family, and that's not, I do not want to, to go down that road. So I'll, I'll facilitate it, but no, we are really excited. We're going to have a spot to be able to do that. We can do schooling. We can do some medical outreaches. Um, we can, we need social workers. Um, some of the story you 
can probably imagine the stories you would hear in a setting like that. Um, we're going to be able to do all those things. This picture is kind of deceiving because we have more done than that. Um, we have the perimeter wall all the way around at the steps that you see at the forefront. Um, they are already up to the road. Um, it's about a 50-foot drop from where that camera, I was standing on the main road where we would park a vehicle. Um, and as you can see, it's very mountainous, as you know, in Guatemala. So you'll walk right down into the center. We're gonna have a playground for the kids and we're, we're gonna do team housing there. When people come on trips, we're gonna be able to stay a few nights out in the village, but it's gonna be secured and we're able to do just a lot of different things there. So pray if you would, you're gonna see a lot of information about that. I'm gonna show you how you can get connected with us and, and learn more. I know there's a lot uh, to this, there's a lot to us, um, but if you would, more than anything, um, pray for this Life Center. Um, it, God has just been fantastic in the way he's allowed people to get involved and we still have multiple phases to complete to be ready um, but we're getting there and Lord willing when Tess you, you told me when it needed to be ready by Christmas by Christmas <laughs> so, so we're hoping to be in it by Christmas you know that that's we know that game in it by Christmas is a goal um, but we hopefully hopefully we will be um, and then you all can come down and that's where you're going to do a lot of our ministry operation pastoral training um, we're gonna have wood shop welding again farming some livestock stuff you know we're super excited about it all but what does God want me to do and it all comes down to that you know why are we here um, as missionaries in a local church and um, I want to let you know a little bit about how I think in a way I understand I, I feel like I've it's a biblical position on missions in the local church, but we are one body, right? The Bible teaches that we are one corporate body of believers, but then we are broken down into local churches, and we're all members of that one body. And missions operates much the same way. We're all on mission together, right? As uh, we, we should be. I should be as worried about Worcester as I am Guatemala or my hometown. We're all mission together, but yet we also have a, a, a autonomy to us which is, you know, we have our own kind of governance and our own priesthood, if you will, uh, of ministry. And that is how we operate. We operate 100%, just like this church does. It's by faith. Um, you don't know what you're going to be able to do as a church week to week a lot of times because it varies on, on what folks give. And it's free will, free will given. It's the same thing with STC. We have always operated in that manner um, where we have just been just 100% by faith all in. And what do we need from you guys? Number one, you know this, we need your prayers. We need people to pray and pray and pray some more. And by the way, I'm not trying to be weird or anything like that, but there's times where I'm like, I feel, I'm, I'm so downtrodden in spirit just because I'm a pathetic sinner, you know, not because maybe I have all these battles. I'm just not doing well. And I'm getting through, and, and the Holy Spirit will convict me of times, like, someone's praying for you, man, you know, someone's got to be praying for me, because I can't do this in and of myself, I want to give up today, or I want to just, you know, shake some sense into this person, and we had this, you know, conflict within our team, um, the prayers of you guys matter more than anything, and I know you all pray for us, but I just want to encourage you to do that. Secondly, you can go. Um, we have stuff lined up for starting next year in um, February or March when the, the ladies are coming in March. You want to look, explain a little bit about what this, you don't have to go real great into detail if you can tell I've got eight minutes left and I promised I'd be done. Mm-hmm. Just yes. a little about what it is. So we're having our first ever um, ladies um, 
STC Guatemala missions trip. And it was kind of has been in my heart for a couple years, but then once again, COVID happened, so we had to slow all that down. So we're super excited about this. You know, Bob has done men's trips where they do all the building and, you know, construction, all that stuff. And so God's really laid it on my heart to really minister to the women. We spend probably 75% of our time working with the children, and we have all these moms coming all the time, and I just don't have the time and the focus to just minister and love on the mom. So um, we are having our first, it's a five-day ladies and um, teenagers are coming. We have 22 ladies uh, so far registered. We kind of had to cap it because you know, we don't have um, much, many more beds after that, but we're hoping to do this annually, maybe even twice a year. Um, so if it's something that maybe you're not a part of this year, but you know, the next year you would like to be a part of it, think about it, pray about it, talk to the ladies that come. Um, we're, we're gonna do ministry stuff where we're ministering to women, but I also want you to get to know Guatemala and the culture there. So we're gonna do things like learning how to make a, um, a cultural type meal. We're gonna have a cooking class um, for those of you who love coffee. And if if you're any type of person, you love coffee, right? Any type of person. <laughs> if you're I any like type that. of like human being, like that's what I, I kid you not, I go to bed at night. You know who doesn't drink coffee? Yes, Weak I know. people. <laughs> I go Looking to bed at, you, at night thinking about my first cup of coffee in the morning. That makes me feel great, by the way. <laughs> I do. I love it that much. Damn. And I'll let you know, most of you, if you like Starbucks, I know it's, <laughs> some people love it, some people hate it, but I'm just telling you, your Starbucks beans come from Guatemala. Um, so we're going to take you on a coffee tour, and you're going you're gonna to get to know how the process of that the coffee tree and the bean and all that stuff and then have a great cup of coffee so we're going to do cultural things plus just love on the women and the children of guatemala so we're looking forward to it but don't be discouraged if you're not in on this first one just be prepared um, to do the next one so we're super excited yeah and we hopefully you can make it to something like that we're going to do the same thing for men um, we've got something going on this october a little bit late um, and planning for a lot of folks. We're gonna do the same thing in 2023, hopefully multiple weeks. Um, and you can be connected to us the be uh, in any way possible. We're gonna show you how to do that. So you can pray, you can go, and everybody loves this part, give. So if you would stand, take your checkbooks. No, <laughs> just kidding. But I'm kind of kidding, but you know, if God leads. <laughs> no, but seriously. On the giving side of things, we are, again, we're, we're, we're together, but yet we're a different entity. We're not West Hill Baptist Church, so what's that look like? That looks like the way it, missions works, for the most part, unless you're in maybe a big organization. Um, I guess there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Um, but we're trying to administer and be at the most direct pure relationship possible is kind of what we're doing with West Hill and STC. And so when you give designated to STC, you know, it's something that's uh, above and beyond when we do our missions. You know, it's, it's we give to the Lord and then missions is what God, it's, it's over in abundance a lot of times. And so we just want you to know that we are thankful for that. We want you to stay, that we're going to have tons of opportunities. And I know Pastor Joss is probably going to have, he's just going to kill you uh, with things STC related, you know, over time. Hopefully you don't get too sick of us but um, we just want you to know we're thankful for you and we're thankful for your giving we're thankful for um, just your trust in us um, uh, as a, not just as a couple but as a family with M Michelle and Eric. you know your trust in all of us and um, we're just excited to see what God's going to do as we move ahead we want you to get to know us a little bit better so before I close in prayer 
I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this over to Tess, but I want you, we're gonna be at the table um, when we're over with the service tonight and we have some coffee and we can talk about sponsor kids. You wanna explain that really quick? Yeah, so one of the ways STC um, helps with this feeding program and just keeps the resources going, we hire cooks in every village, we hire helpers, we hire teachers, um, is through a sponsorship program. And you know, we are not compassion or I always forget the other one, world, world, world vision. vision. Um, we're not to that level yet, but we do have probably at least 50 children right now who need sponsors. I wanna tell you this, even though a child is not sponsored, does not have a specific sponsor, they are still in the program. We learned our lesson the hard way. We, you know, we started like, we're only gonna let the kids come in that you know, have a sponsor, but then some of these kids have five or six siblings. Um, and that was like, well, duh, we can't do that. So all the kids are in the program, but it really helps to have um, a sponsor. And it, you can have that connection. So you sponsor a child, you come to Guatemala, we're, you can go meet that child. Um, and so it's $25 a month. Um, Michelle, who is here with us today, she'll also be back at the table. We have pictures of some kids that need a sponsor. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, come back to the table, talk to us. You can also go on our website. Um, once the kids that are on the website are sponsored, we put another 10 or 15 more. Um, so that's also a huge need with STC also. All right, and now we're gonna to try to get you where you can get connected to do something like this. I've never done this before, so I'm excited to try it. If you could, this will take you directly to our website. And so if you go in there and you can just kind of leave that page open, um, but on there is our Build for Life, our child sponsorship, our families that were, but we also have families back there on the, we're trying to, to do more even on the home building side of things in Guatemala too. Um, but you can learn a ton there at stcguatemala.org. And this is the, the, the big one, right? Because of all the daily updates and different things. But if this link right here will take you to come like our page, that stuff is a big deal. When you like our page and then you share it and you get involved, it, what God has done um, through his people through social media has just been tremendous um, for STC. So we try to have new videos and updates and I think we, I don't know when we're, is the one with the chickens out yet? The, okay, we got a neat one coming out soon. We're, we're giving chicken, you'll see on the website now, you can buy chickens and we give chickens to families um, and we play a game of how many eggs do we get before they eat the chicken? <laughs> so if we're gonna be real about it, but no, but we are, we do chickens for people. And so we're excited that you guys can be involved in that, but you gotta like us and you gotta follow us. So I'm just gonna pray. And again, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be at lunch. Come up, ask any questions that you might have. Uh, just feel free to just talk away. I like to talk. Tessa likes to talk a little bit too. But man, we love you guys. We're appreciative of you. And we just can't wait to see what the future holds. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for today. God, I thank you for this church. And a church is just near and dear to our hearts, Lord. And um, we're just excited to see where the church is at and where West Hill is going. And God, I just pray that your richest blessings would fall upon us people and that you would just ignite their hearts for their neighbors and that you would just give them the growth that you want them to have lord and just help us to strive together in the gospel internationally lord i just pray that it would just be a very fluid and a natural thing um, but we've been able to make great strides for you in the gospel through all of it lord may we always glorify you and always say and do in your name we pray amen amen lord, sir.